Welcome to Why Sew, the podcast where some of your favorite sewing personalities and rising stars share what motivates them to create using needle and thread. I'm your host, Jason Prater, and with me today is Kate Johnson, the blogger and creator of U2More. Really, by the way, that's not YouTube more, that's U2More. Story behind it, we'll get to it. Uh, I'm super excited to speak with her today about why she sews. So, hey, welcome to the podcast, Kate. How are you? I am super happy to be here today. So excited. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I told you uh, earlier that I usually get people to introduce themselves, but uh, we're going to kind of skip that part today and, and let the introduction happen through a series of questions and answers. So I see from your blog and your site where... You primarily, it looks like, are a cross-stitcher. Is that how you would classify yourself as just cross-stitcher? Um, absolutely. I'm a crafty person. I kind of like doing using the creative brain. But when it comes to my needlework, it's definitely cross-stitch all the way. What's your first memory of, of sewing or using the needle in your hand? I think my mom, you know, being a little kid, um, my I grew up military. My dad was like an E-negative three. I mean, my parents didn't have a whole lot. And so my mom, so I have an older sister. She would sew all of our clothes and uh, everything had to match from shirts to jumpers to hair bows. And my mom did everything. And so from as long as I can remember, I can remember her sewing things. So of course she taught us along the way, but I never picked it up. It never stuck with me. I didn't uh, cross stitch. I didn't really get on the sewing machine too much, anything like that. It wasn't until later in life where I needed an outlet and I fell back into it. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you, you say you needed an outlet, what, did you specifically um, go looking for something or did you just stumble across something? Uh, um, how, no, how did that um, come about? It came about, like I said, I've always been kind of crafty, got a million little projects going on. Um, it was probably right after COVID, um, right after the shutdown, it was, we were back open, that kind of thing. I have a special needs child. I have a beautiful blended family with three boys in it and my husband and dogs, and I'm the only woman in my household. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was looking for something. I always, I struggle with anxiety some very strong type A personality just because I run a tight ship in my home, especially, like I said, dealing with a special needs schedule. Mm, and I was finding the need to to stay on my feet and go all the time, all the time. I couldn't stop. And it was wearing me down. I was burning out. And I needed something to do that basically put a leash on me and forced me to sit down. And I happened to be on the wonderful world of Amazon, I fell down the <laughs> rabbit hole <laughs> and I started looking and then clicking and then looking some more and clicking. And I found a super cheap pre-printed, probably from China type cross-stitch thing in a Halloween design. And I was like, that's cute. Let me order that. Poof, next day it was here and I started and the rest kind of fell into place. Wow. So you get this cross-stitch pattern. Mm-hmm. Did you even know where to begin? I mean, did you, did um, you, did you did. have instructions with it? I mean, what? how, how did you I, know what to do with this thing? I, it did come with some very vague, very, very vague, you know, but I had my kitchen shears at the time. I had the the big old, I, it had to have been like a tapestry. It was huge um, yeah. and so ugly. You'd pull the thread through and you could see the paint behind it. But you know what? It, that wasn't the point of it. It was, I knew the basics because I was raised with the basics. It was the man, I really enjoy doing this. And I got hyper-focused on it and one stitch turned into two. And I was like, Hey, I could get this whole area done and then I'll stop. Well, I don't want to stop. I'm enjoying it. 
And well, I looked at this kit and I was like, I can do better. Let me keep looking. Let me keep falling into it. And one thing led into another. And the wonderful thing about needlework is, especially with social media today, I think that's a big, big part of learning the craft is Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to network and follow people who may not be on the same style that you might fall into. I tend to go towards more color, more Mm -hmm. contemporary pieces. I'm not looking to stitch my grandma's sampler. I am looking at some trendy, fun, fresh designs. And yeah, Instagram has been a huge part of that. And I've actually found a lot of like, you know, internet friends that I have that I ask advice for, or I ask like, what are you working on? You follow other cross-stitch companies and they have stitch-alongs and they meet up to stitch on the computer. I mean, so you can always find somebody to stitch with. And I absolutely love that. It's been so supportive and it's overwhelmingly addicting and it's so much fun. Yeah. I've heard numerous times, and not, not just as it relates to cross-stitch, but um, sewing in general, sewing, cross-stitching, hand embroidery, or all. I mean, there are technical skills involved. And, you know, you can certainly do it wrong. Not that that, not that that should stop you from doing it, but, you know, people in general, you know, everybody wants to know how to do it right. How do you discern, especially with, with the internet? I know this is um, teachers within the sewing industry, you know, sometimes lament the, the plethora of bad information that is out there. How do you discern who to follow and who not? You know, how, how do you know which way to go there to know that you're getting the proper instruction? Honestly, I think it's all trial and error. I'm very much, I'll take your advice, but let me try it myself. Let me see if it works for me. Everybody has a different technique, a different style, a different way of finishing things or how they store things like threads, how they manage their collection, you know, just a whole bunch of different things. And you can actually just, everybody has a different method to their madness. And I love that. I like seeing that I'm constantly inspired. I'm constantly rearranging my stash of of supplies to find out what works best for me. And that's actually how I, I uh, started really working with the, the 12 weight cotton petites you guys have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Um, I love that. Yes. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're definitely gaining in popularity with the, the handworking crowds, especially in the cross stitch world. Uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of a small, it's a small niche within the greater craft hobby world. But it's, it seems like it's growing, though, you know, when we look around and see, because it's such a, how do we say, I guess, the low barriers to entry into cross-stitching. It's easy, you know, in terms of what it takes to do it. Not necessarily easy to do it, but what it takes to do it. And so I, I think you're seeing a lot more people that want to create, do something in, uh, with cross-stitch. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, 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 been a, it's been a lot of fun. Started with one, started with two became seven, became 12, just works in progress. And it's been a lot of fun and taking that and with the encouragement of like my husband, who was like, I think you need to share more with your friends and more with people because you get so happy about it. Why don't you share some of that with other people? Maybe it'll help somebody else. And so I started a blog very recently. It is a hot mess at times. I am not perfect. I'm very nervous at everything, but I'm teaching myself as I go, which is very rewarding. And it just kind of is a fun little corner for me to share what I'm passionate about. So that's where YouTube more came from. <laughs> very cool. Now I know there's uh, something special about that name. Maybe you want to 
tell our audience what that, what, 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 how did you come up with this U-T-O-O more? Like I mentioned, I have a special needs child who is on the spectrum and he was not verbal and we struggled with speech for him. And now he just won't stop talking, which I'm very fortunate and very grateful for. However, when he was very much younger, like three, four, you tell him I love you. And he'd come back with, I love you. And I was like, no, I love you more. And then he'd come back with, love you two more. <laughs> I love fantastic. you two more. And it got shortened to you two more. And I've stuck with that for, oh gosh, probably the last 10 years. That has been my social media handle. And I love it. I know it's awkward. It's not very flowy, but it's <laughs> special to me. It is unique. That is for sure. It's a cool story <laughs> behind it too. So you mentioned something earlier that I kind of want to dig into. You know, I know in the cross-stitch world, one of the things that uh, people struggle with sometimes is, okay, I, I cross-stitched this canvas, you know, this this piece of fabric. Now, what do I do with this thing? And for those that might be listening that are new to this, I mean, the terminology you used earlier is finishing it, right? Yes. Now, tell us what that means to you and, and, and how you predominantly like to finish things. I have, there is a never ending option. I think the most common one you see is people will leave it in their embroidery hoop and just kind of make the back kind of look pretty and mount it on the wall in the actual hoop. But my mom and my grandmother used to take their cross stitch and actually quilt it. So they would take their finished products and actually quilt it into a quilt, like travel bags, pouches, I mean, pennants. But I mean, you can do wall art, like a lot of people pay lots of money to have it professionally framed, which I 100% agree with, because I think with most sewing projects, most handmade projects, a lot of people who aren't in the know of it have no idea about the time it takes to amen actually to, aim into that. Ooh, they take a lot of time, a lot of energy. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, thread can be inexpensive, but the hours behind that thread going in and out of your cloth is like, I mean, you can't put a value on that. Not at all. And some of it. So I absolutely, I tend not to keep a lot of my finished products, um, whether I keep it in a hoop or however I want to, you know, wrap it up. I gift a lot of mine because I do it with intent and purpose. And mm. I want to share it with my loved ones and people I care about and show them that I'm giving them a piece of my time. So I don't have a lot that I keep here, but I have flooded flooded my family and friends with them. So now, do you typically ask the giftee how they would like it delivered in terms of the finished Absolutely not. Thing? Absolutely you... not. No, no. <laughs> if I'm putting the work and I'm going to finish it and I'm going to handle it and I have a vision for it. I mean, I will take into consideration, but <laughs> I tend to stitch with the purpose for if I'm giving it to somebody. So I try to, you know, give it to somebody I know is going to actually enjoy it and use it. So, yeah. What are the kinds of things that you like to stitch? I mean, um, do you, have uh, a, do you have a preferred size or count and a preferred? I, I think if you're a beginner, a lot of people start with a 14 count eight o'clock. It's more of a, a, a larger grid. You can see visually a better understanding of it. As I've done, I've you get intimidated to use linens and even weaves. And I mean, those are a bunch of, like I said, hop on the, the good old internet and you can totally 
fall down rabbit holes of all this, but 16 count Ada is my favorite. It's close enough that you get really good coverage with the thread that you use. So that way you don't have a lot of like negative space behind it. And I really enjoy that. And it doesn't kill my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I look at a cross-stitch canvas and just go, I don't know. I I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. I am in awe of people who do hand embroidery for the technique and the complexities of it. I have gravitated towards cross-stitch because like I mentioned, I'm kind of a type A person. And I like the structure and the routine of it. Mm. And I think that following the grid helps kind of keep it, but you can also customize it and do whatever you want with it. And and I absolutely love that. And I love, I love just seeing it come alive. That's been a lot of fun. And I love the color behind it. I love putting a lot of variations in it. And that's been, that's been the best. When you stitch on 16 count, our threads specifically, how many uh, strands would you be typically using? And and do you ever branch out and use metallic threads or other things to accent with and and things of that nature? Yeah. So I actually found um, nobody recommended Sulky to me, unfortunately. I found it, again, once again, Amazon. So it was posted through there and I saw that big, beautiful plastic box and it was full of color. And I was like, I want that. I want to try that. So I got it and I tried it. And I was like, man, traditional threads, you do two threads, uh, two over two kind of thing with two threads. I do believe the 12 weight is about using, it's the equivalent of using like three standard threads. So you get a little bit more coverage, which is really great for stitching. So I prefer to use what's called the loop start method mm-hmm. and put it through the eye, start that first stitch and pull it through and you just push the eye or the needle through the loop and you're good to go. Off you go. Super easy. That only works. Is it, maybe I don't understand this. Tell me what counts and what kinds of threads that works with. I mean, that I've actually used it on, I've like I said, trial and error. I've used it on a lot. I will say that thread doing the two of them only works for the larger grid. If you're going to use something as fine as like linen or even weave, you're definitely going to need a more delicate thread to go through. But I like to stitch on the go. I'm constantly on the run with life and kids and family. So I always have a pouch in my bag with a project. And that's why the spools of y'all's thread, I just throw in there and I can grab. I don't have to worry about separating threads. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything. I can just pull, stitch, go. It's convenient. So I do love that. Funny story was I flew up to Baltimore and I was waiting in a train station and I had like a, a crazy long layover and somebody, I pulled out my, my stitch. I pulled out my current project because like, why not? And a stranger came running up to me, was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, let me tell you about this company that I know. It was a cross stitch company. She's like, have you ever heard of them? And complete stranger didn't know she hadn't even introduced herself. And I was like, you mean this one? And I had the company's bag and I was like, this one? And she's like, oh my God, next thing you know, you're on a train together chatting about cross-stitch. We talked for a couple hours. Shout out Liz. How are you doing, girl? Um, (laughs) Love it. And she's become a friend on my social media where I chat with her. Um, They wouldn't know. Like you see them on the street. It's it's pretty cool. It It is super cool that the doors it's opened for me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have any favorite designers, people whose work you gravitate towards? I do. Uh, Here recently, I started stitching a a design by Emily Peacock. She is more of a tapestry artist, but tapestry is also basically a different version of Mm cross-stitch. So you can modify it and just do it on 
you know, eight o'clock. She's got some really cool, cool contemporary pieces with uh, historical figures, kind of in a pop arty kind of thing. I, I just did a, a fly. An overgrown fly is the coolest thing. And I plan, I'm almost done with it. I'm going to have it framed and I'm going to put on the wall, you know, yeah. so fly on the wall. Nice. How big is this thing? You... I have it done. It's probably about eight by 10, nine by 12. Okay. It's pretty so She's size, pretty big, yeah. but um, I really enjoy that. And I've gotten some, I like to shop small uh, when it comes to patterns and such like that. Etsy has been a great, a great and fun just time killer. <laughs> I can literally scroll for hours and I start adding patterns. I have, I keep most patterns now come digitally so I yeah. can store them on like my iPad. And so I have a overwhelming list of to do's, but I keep my options open. I think that supporting other people in the business is crucial to keeping yeah. the art alive. And I enjoy you know, adding to my collection of just different things. But, you know, there's a ton. Stitch Rovia is a lot of fun, a lot of color, so much color from them. Several other companies uh, do like subscription boxes and digital retreats. There's, you've got the Black Needle Society here in the States where they do, they actually have an in-person retreat, but they do several ones through the year where they do them through like Facebook and that's where you're connected with people all over the world. Wow. Um, so that has been actually, I, I did a stitch along where a stitching social as you will, and you get to talk to people from the UK and stuff like that. And I just feel so fancy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, they're like, Oh, it's seven o'clock at night. I'm like, I mean, it, it's, it's noon, but I'm, I'm going to sit here and talk to you anyway on a work day. <laughs> keep talking to me, but you get pen pals and that kind of thing. I, uh, find my favorites. And and I go from there. Kate Blanford is a really good one from Etsy. She does some really neat, funky designs and supplies where she does her own floss drops and needle minders. And she released a book and I pre-ordered that quick because she's become a friend and I'm going to support my friends. Yeah. And I love that. I love it. It's a, it's a, a big hobby, but it's so close knit. And I love yeah. that. Very much community oriented. Yeah, I always say that to people when I mean, this is my 29th year in the sewing business, and people always ask why. And it's, uh, you know, good people. You know, there's not an industry out there, I think, uh, from the top down and, and bottom up, it's full of good people. So I, I understand that concept very well. So you mentioned a couple of times that you're just a novice and you're, you know, your, your blog is fairly new. Do you have big plans, thoughts on on what you want to do with that? I mean, do you have yeah. a vision for where you want to be? Is this something you want to make into a business one day and generate I mean, income from? And yeah, I mean, uh, if, if that's what's in the cards for me, I'm definitely all for it. I have a super supportive background with my my family, my friends. I would love to showcase and focus in on just smaller base products for people to actually get their feet wet to realize that it's not hard and it's it can be inexpensive at times it doesn't have to be over the top and do it for you i never want to make this into something that becomes a job or a chore or loses any of its its you know razzle dazzle my motto will always be to stitch happy 
never pick up anything and stitch mad. You can't stitch mad. I mean, you just can't. <laughs> so stitch happy. And I don't want to make this into a job. This isn't what I started it for. It's what I started it for me. And I hope that I can kind of inspire and have, you know, make some friends along the way. That's yeah. the open the doors, open the windows and have people come in and sit and get to know me. And so I can get to know them and learn from each other and make more of a community-based type vibe. Love that. So cross-stitch seems like, you know, that's your focus. That's really where you're at most of the time. But is there is there anything else you've always wanted to try in in the sewing world or, or, or other techniques or things that you see? And gosh, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that someday. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done my time. But is there something like that for you? I am a bit of an Instagram stalker. Uh, needle or thread is i believe her handle she's out of oregon she does amazing beautiful like fabric overlays and hoops where she creates oregon landscapes and uses thread to add detail and and whatnot i've seen her use uh like the metallic sulky threads where she makes like rays of sun through them and they're huge and she recently showcased she did this huge installation that ended up at a college you know for people to view and i mean i swear this hoop had to have been like it looked like four feet like it was huge wow. she sat there and because i know how long each stitch takes i can just imagine time and they had a bunch of different hoops around it to kind of you know extend the scene that she did and it was beautiful absolutely beautiful to see her take and mix media mediums like a fabric and thread and how she overlaid them and made it all work together. And I would love, love, love to dig my hands into that. But like I said, I am not very, very good at the hand embroidery. I watch my YouTube videos, like, you know, how to do the certain specialty stitches, but I'm a left-handed person. Oh. And unfortunately, everything is geared towards right-handed people. And I can't flip my brain around to follow <laughs> it reverse on the screen. So I'm going to try though. But there's I, you another opportunity to help others, right? That's what, <laughs> somebody might have to help me on that one. <laughs> I bet there's a left-handed hand embroiderer out there that you can learn from. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, part of a kind of stepping outside of my box a little bit it was the the social media team for actually Sulky reached out to me because I will blast them and share them when I use them. And they asked me to create a design and I did. And that was pushing my uh, boundaries, but I mm -hmm. did. And I had so much fun with it. And like you mentioned, where do I see this going? And I was like, maybe I want to do this a little bit more. I was anxious about it and I'm anxious about a lot of things. But I think this is a, a good kind of feeling, you know, to kind of push yourself. You never stop growing, never yeah. stop learning. And I think it's the best part about it. You can take it as slow or fast as you want and create something so little into something so big. And that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So what are you sewing on right now? What are you working um, on? I am actually working on, I've got several little kits that I have gotten from some friends that I'm throwing together. And I'm also working on some teacher appreciation gifts. Like I said, I like to stitch with somewhat of intent. I will say yeah. that I have some going that are you know, just kind of, I guess, fluff for me, but I'm working. Better get cracking on those. School year's almost over. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got a really cute one. Like I mentioned, my friend Kate, she she has this really cute one of a, a like a brain that says, y'all going to make me lose my mind. And so <laughs> it's hot pink. It's a lot of fun. And so I'm stitching it for my my son's teacher because Lord knows <laughs> I, I, I do not envy her and I, and I praise her <laughs> because she deserves it. But 
things like that. Um, I'm, I'm working on those. I'm actually currently in the process of kind of trying to organize my stuff. I am like a crow and I am collecting all things wow and shiny mm. that I like. And I think I have enough needle minders and needles to last me a lifetime, but I can't and won't stop. Um, <laughs> what are some of your favorites of those kinds of things? Notions uh, and tools and I, uh, things that are must-haves for you. Oh, I have some great needle minders from Shelly Can and uh, Caterpillar Cross Stitch. They have some great ones. And I've got some from like a lot of, like I said, Shop Small. Um, I found some independent people. My husband's actually made me some needle minders out of Lego minifigures. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm a big, we're big brickheads. We love Legos here. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I've been, those are some of my favorites. I mean, I just, it's not one particular one that I have to stick with. I I don't set boundaries on myself. I'm going to try different things um, and different people. So that's the best part about it. Now, when you're not sewing... Uh, what other interest uh, would we see Kate endeavor to do? Oh, mercy. I, I, I try to dabble in gardening, try to vegetable garden. That was fun. You'll find me at the beach because I'm close to the beach. We go to the beach a lot, which I'm very thankful for. You know, and being with my dogs, I, we have we rescue and foster dogs. So I have two large dogs and also, you know, Spend as much time as I can with my kids right now. Yeah. I've got teenagers. They're not going to be kids much longer. And, I, you know, we just kind of throw ourselves into that. So that keeps me busy. I work part-time as a marketing coordinator. And so I just kind of juggle my time as best as I can. I hit the ground running every morning. But like I said, the cross-stitch definitely helps me make time for myself. Love that. You mentioned you know, some anxiety issues and mm-hmm. I don't know if you care to share any more about that or how specifically cross-stitch helps you manage that. I'm I'm sure mental health is a a hot topic these days because there's so much coming at all of us, right? That I'm just curious, you know, in these podcasts, I hear that theme a lot that, you know, sewing, whether it be with a sewing machine, whether it be quilting, whether it be hand embroidery, cross-stitch, whatever. There's always this underlying theme about not just creative, but being an outlet and being something that you can therapeutic. I guess that's that's the word I was looking for. I, you know, maybe you can expound yeah. on that. No, absolutely. As it relates and, to you. Um, mental health is a number one thing in our in my household. I am the wife of a 20 year Army veteran who you know has you know PTSD issues and struggles with his mental health, and I as well from you know past traumas and. The thing is, is that by this gives me control, like you have control. This is an individual art piece that you are working on an individual project where, yeah, you can take some, you know, suggestions and comments, but at the end of the day, you will the power behind your needle. This is yours. It helps me focus like, cause I mean, you're looking for itty bitty little dots in a big canvas. You got to focus on that. And when life gets overwhelming and life does because life is happening, whether you know you want it to or not, being able to sit and kind of block all that out because you need to focus on what you're doing at hand because it is bringing you joy and happy. It helps the anxiety just kind of feel like it's going away. You, you kind of, you know, tames the beast, I guess, because I noticed my anxiety was, you know, running my life. It was keeping me, I was moving like I was, you know, 
on a motor. Like I couldn't stop because I felt like I was, I didn't, there was not enough time in the day. There was not enough help. There was not enough, you know, money. There's not enough, you know, friends. I don't have, you know, you know, support. Like, I mean, you can, it will manifest and snowball. And I reached out to my therapist, you know, doing just routine therapy, just to kind of check base and, and touch base is, has been good. And I said, I need to find something. And I think this is where I want to go. And my therapist, she's been great. She was like, Kate, take it, run with it. Focus all of the negative on the positive that you get from it. And let's see what you can do. And honestly, I'm proud of myself taking those leaps of faith. You never know what's going to happen. And sometimes you just got to kind of close your eyes and, and, you know, ride it and just see where, where the journey takes you. Yeah. I love that perspective. For sure. That's awesome. Many times over the years, I've I've told people, you know, that in this industry, we don't sell products. We're not selling threads and needles and scissors and all of those things. But what we're selling is a a feeling of accomplishment, satisfaction that comes with creating. But I think I need to expand on that now where we're also selling therapy in a way. Yeah. Yeah. that is something that's just immeasurable. The the joy and the sanity that can come from this hobby is is immeasurable, I think. I think it, it's an experience yeah. from start to finish, you know, the planning, the prepping, the execution, the final grand finale that you have. I mean, you can take it as big or as little, like I said, but I mean, don't stop yourself. Keep it going and ride the high of it. And enjoy it and embrace it. And I think, I think if people did that, they would surprise themselves at their ability and what they could actually do. I think we, we limit ourselves and how good we are and our potential. So at the end of the day, take a needle and thread is, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to set you back. You know, what are you going to do? Just waste a little bit of time to see what you have inside of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might surprise yourself. And I, th- I think that's the best part. Well, Kate, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing your story and why you like the stitch and cross stitch in particular. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, this, is, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. If people want to know more about you and watch all of uh, what's yet to come from Kate Johnson, they should go to you two more, right? That's Y-O-U-T-O-O-M-O-R-E.com, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Well, Kate, again, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I'm sure you know, Ellen made the contact with you. And, I, and I'm sure we'll find ways to work together again going forward as you continue to explore this hobby and, and perhaps turn it into something really big. I can't wait. Thanks, Kate. You take care. Thank Have a good you. day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Why So With Sulky. Give us a rating or a review and be sure to shop your favorite Sulky products, including threads, stabilizers, kits, and more at sulky.com.